to the show with your friend and mine. So tell me, Dr. Squee, who's it gonna be this time? We like to hear you talk, but we love to hear you listen. And if you are not subscribed, you won't know what you're missing. So welcome to the Dr. Squee Show. Welcome to the Dr. Squee Show. Welcome to the Dr. Squee Show. Tonight, Squee welcomes... Galena Rin, Death and Gloria. Wayne Gerson. And now here's the man himself, Dr. Squee. Hello and welcome to the Dr. Squee Show. I'm Dr. Squee and this is my show. Today we've got a very exciting double header for you. So I've got uh, Galena Rin who's from Death and Gloria, and she talks about uh, the band and her music, and that was just a wonderful chat. And uh, I had an equally wonderful chat with uh, my friend Blaine Garrison from Blaine Makes Food, uh, the uh, video blog uh, as well as podcast. So two wonderful chats, uh, both which marked um, interesting points in the history, uh, in the young history, I guess, of the Dr. Squee show. When I spoke to Blaine, it was only the second video I'd done for the Dr. Squee show. So this was quite earlier on. It's taken me a while to kind of get around to putting this one out. You know, now videos is kind of the standard format of, of this podcast. It was never meant to be. It was it was meant to be an audio podcast. But when I was doing uh, the videos, which I started June, doing during lockdown, that became interesting to me. And I, th- I thought, like, maybe that would be a, a way of pushing myself, of doing something different. But I had to learn technology. Uh, and we'll talk a bit about that in a bit where, when I get to, to Blaine. But uh, first of all, we're going to hear from Galena. And uh, the reason why she marked a particular moment when I interviewed her is because well, it was the first one which I tried to do on Twitch. And uh, w- the problem I had was my video technology, I've got uh, basically the webcam on my laptop, isn't that great? And so... This recorded on video and my end of things uh, was, was a bit blurry. Some of the videos uh, which she'd sent me uh, with her music didn't come out right. Well, both of them didn't come out right. And uh, so what I've done is I, I've cleaned them up. I, I've put in fresh versions of the audios uh, of her songs and now they play very smoothly. But during the interview, you'll hear where I say that, uh, you know, the video hasn't turned out right or she'll comment on the fact the sound's missing and all this sort of stuff. I tried editing around that uh, to remove those comments so it kind of flowed a bit smoother, but it just kind of was very um, jarring because we, we talked about it quite a bit and the technical issues we'd had. So I've just left it as it was, like warts and all, except for like uh, Galena's end of the, the conversation is wonderfully clear. It's just mine, which goes a bit digital. I did try using uh, the audio which I recorded separately on my laptop, but that got my side of things wonderfully, but uh, hers didn't come out uh, quite quite as crisp. And I thought it was kind of only fair to have her audio sounding right, you know, because it was my problem on my laptop. So, um, so that's why a couple of times I might go a little bit digital during the recording. But hopefully it's a good listen still. There's only a couple of points where my audio sounds a bit off. Other than that, it's very clear. Uh, and and the music videos now play play very clearly. I keep on calling videos, obviously this in the audio format, but I, I think a very enjoyable listen still. Without further ado, here's my interview with Galena Rin 
from Death and Gloria. From Twitch, I'm Dr. Squeed. This is my show. Brand new uh, way of streaming this. So uh, still working out the tech a bit. It's kind of the same broadcast technology I use on Facebook Live, but I'm using it in a different uh, place and we're adding videos to the mix just to confuse me even further. So we're going to see how that works out. Hopefully uh, some of you will tune in. If not, we're going to add it to the video so uh, you can catch up with it later. But who is my guest this uh, fine day, you might ask? Well, today we're welcoming a artist who... Uh, has created a video uh, or a series of videos which goes along with her new album, which is free to download as we speak. She's uh, toured the likes of Sci-Fi Weekend. Uh, she's going to tell us all about that. Please welcome Galena Wren, Death in Gloria. Hello. <laughs> how you doing? And, um, I'm very well. How are you this fine day? I'm good. I'm still trying to work out how to host you. That button did not come up on your um, on your Twitch channel. So okay. I can host you. There's no... There's no choice for that there should be a little um uh, sorry like just while everyone joins us let's uh, do a bit of inside baseball i it was it worked for me before and i'm also going to just check this going out live that you good people are seeing this i would imagine so yeah well, i mean i can see it so it's fine i'm just going to try and do it a, another way around uh, yeah oh, I, I so you're gonna have to excuse the kind of like uh, possible kind of uh Little glitches on this one. This is my first time from somewhere else. It's fine. I'll just add you to my automatic stream. There you go. I'll add you to my automatic um, host list, and therefore I will always be hosting you when you're on. How about that? Wouldn't you prefer that? You prefer yes, that? Yes, I set that up for you and for uh, for Leroy and and all our friends. I love like Leroy, by the way. Anyone who isn't checking them out on Twitch, please uh, follow uh, Leroy now, as well as uh, our Lady Death here. I always point to the wrong direction because it flips me. Okay. So, um, so let's just start off with uh, how you got started as an artist, and like, well, let's let's go even further back than that. What were your earlier influences, and what got you kind of into music yourself? Uh, er early influences, um, uh, I don't know, Skunk and Nancy, Alanis Morissette, probably Cranberries, all these kind of bands, Levelers. Offspring, all that kind of stuff. That was like the first bands I was into. Nirvana, Green Day, that kind of ilk, I guess. Uh, but um, for but that has nothing really. None of that has anything to do with what I'm doing now, I guess. There's a band called Coheed and Cambria, and they are like an emo. They're kind of like an emo band, proggy emo, and they have a comic book that goes along with their albums. And every album, like their whole their story is multiple albums and multiple comic books and it's really confusing but it's really really cool so i thought i'll just steal that idea and copy that and uh, so i have comic books that go along with my music but each album is its own sci-fi story from start to finish so it doesn't get too confusing and i mean you know you said there was no kind of uh, correlation between what you're listening to then and what you're doing now but like those bands uh, we've got a lot of big voices there a lot of showmanship amongst the kind of ranks there i i, I don't know i can see those uh, going into it yeah, I mean, obviously there's some influences in there, but um, it's hard to quantify where influence comes from, right? It is, it is. And uh, when when you were like uh, growing up, did did you kind of like uh, start making your music young, or you know, was there kind of like always that passion to make the music? Oh, I started playing guitar um, when I was like eight or nine, but then I gave it up to play netball because the guitar classes were the same time as the netball and everybody I knew played netball and nobody I knew played guitar. So I played netball like a fool, like a fool. 
<laughs> and how are your netball uh, championships doing these days? Oh, they don't. Yeah, nothing. Nothing at all. I didn't do netball after high school, so that was completely waste of time. So then I took a tar back up at the end of high school, actually, and uh, I was going to join the Navy as an aircraft engineer or like a helicopter engineer. I wanted to fix helicopters. <laughs> okay. But there was a music course in my local tech. They weren't called techs by then, but you know, you know what I'm, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, uh, the polys, I think they used to call them as well. Yeah. So there was a music course going that was a year long on that. So I thought I'll just do a music course for a year and then I'll join the navy. And then that turned into three years, and then that turned into a degree, and I moved to England, and uh, ended up working in the music industry, and I just never left. And like I'm too old for the navy now. <laughs> so oh, I'm saying. I was just say. Surely it's not too late for you to become the first netball-playing um, naval oh, vehicle repair woman who also does music. Come on, it could be a thing. Yeah, who'd want to do that? Nobody would want to do that. I'm just going to turn the, my lights on here. I think, it's a bit, I think my light's a bit hardcore. Uh, yeah, no, but nobody wants that kind of... Nobody wants that. That's a bit better. So even it up a bit. There you go. But I should say, uh, uh, Galino did very kindly agree to do this on my setup here. So, like, uh, she's had to scale back her tech just to meet my kind of poor <laughs> level of technical expertise. So I've used, like, the most, most basic. But really, if anyone is staying up, I would highly recommend StreamYard. It's very easy plug and play. If you don't know what you're doing, it kind of, like, shows you very easily. And so thank you very much to, for, for scaling it back just for me. No, that's okay. I'm still not hosting you for some reason, so I'm gonna I'm gonna while we're talking try and go and fix fix that. So I mean, okay. Well, would this be an opportune moment to to see your first video, which we have here? Surely would. It surely would. Which one is it? Video one is it? It's the first one you sent me, so it is. Yeah. Uh, like I must admit, today has slightly gone a little bit um to pop with me. So we've been sending this up a little bit last minute because I'm sharing my home studio uh, with as an office at the moment because we're all working from home. But uh, we've got the escape. Yeah, track number one. The escape. Yeah. So, okay, do you want to cue it up a little bit? Tell us a little bit about it. Uh, yeah, this is the first song of the first album. Um, I originally I used to work a civil servant uh, in the oil court service, and um, I wrote this song originally about warring par like a about parents going through a custody battle for their child and it's from the idea of the child feeling like they're on a ship that is being battered around um, by the the forces of these two parents and then from that idea it ended up being about refugees because around the same time I was writing it was that young fa that wee boy washed up on the shores you know you know who I'm talking about Can't remember yeah, yeah. um he that was around the same time as well. So the song just became a refugee song. But because I write sci-fi stories, our refugees are leaving planet Earth for the last time. Uh, Earth is dead to them. They know that they're the last colony to leave. There are no other humans alive. They know that. And this is their song about leaving Earth and not exactly knowing where they're going.
so that was uh, the escape. Uh, so I apologize in, a, uh, you know, in hindsight that that might have been a little bit uh, glitchy, I think, on our stream there. But uh, hopefully everyone... It also had no audio. So had no audio. Oh, okay. That's going really well then. Yeah, so that's all right. These are things that you have to uh, just work out <laughs> as you go along. So, okay. uh, apologize to everyone for that, like silence. Uh, when you listen to this on audio form, that that at least the audio will be back in. Uh, I apologize for that, and I'm not sure why the uh, the audio wasn't working there. I might have to leave myself unmuted next time I play it. I will. I will attempt the second video, guys. That's all I can say. Uh, that's all right. Uh, watch everything over on deathandgloria.com. Just go to deathandgloria.com. The comics there, the videos are there, all the music there. It's all to play for. Deathandgloria.com. Uh, also, Abby and Ryan have made their way over, even though we're not hosting on our channel. Uh, my my, the Death and Gloria fam has come over to yours. So remember to hit, uh, follow on this on this channel, guys. Follow this channel. In case if anyone got the audio, we've got little smiley emoticons, and no one's mentioned not hearing the audio. So I'm wondering if anyone got it. They may well have disappeared. I don't know. Well, I I was I have your uh your channel up your Twitch channel up, and I oh, turned yeah. off the audio there, and nothing happened. So okay, we'll assume that didn't work. Then sorry about that, guys. Uh, but thank you very much for coming over and joining us. Uh, and welcome to the Dog Squeeze Show here. So tell us a bit about like uh, so when you started. Like inventing Death and Glory, where did that like the name come from? Where did the idea come from for the? I, I don't like to say character, but uh, yeah, would you describe it as this? I, Death and Glory is not a character; it's a band. It's a rock band, but with two, okay. two two individuals in it. One of them is human, and one of them is an AI. The AI is Okami, and is a box that is right here, <laughs> and is uh, my my stage partner. So I am a rock band, and there's two of us, but only one of us is human. Okay, the AI, does it have a name? Okami. Hello, Okami. Welcome to the Little Squeeze Show. I, I feel like we, we miscredited this. It should be uh, like Galena and Okami. Well, that's what Death and Gloria is. So that, that's that is. Point. Very true, very yeah. true. Death and Gloria is a rock band with only one human in it. So <laughs> I like a, a full rock band when I play live in you know in a music venue or whatever. Uh, I tend to sound slightly better than um, some of the other bands I play live with only because uh, my drum kit sounds a lot better than theirs, because it's computerized! <laughs> uh, and I project the animated comic book on Okami's Eye, which is a round projection screen, which I have uh, designed and made myself out of lycra and sticks, basically. Um, and these poles behind me are, are my mic stands, which I also made. With huh? crap find on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> so where, where did you start with Okamai and, uh, and I take it you are her mother uh, uh, yeah okay. our creator is probably the thing uh, his creator, I like to think of him as a him obviously he's non-gendered but uh, he doesn't have a preference uh, and them just sounds weird when talking about a computer so uh, I don't want to get that confusing we just call him a him that's fine Okay, so where, where did you start with creating him? Uh, so I spent the last 20 years trying to start bands with humans. Um, I've been through 12 drummers and five bass players to just come out the end and decide uh, it's not worth my time working with other humans anymore. So I'm just going to do it myself. I'm going to do it myself. And I couldn't, I can't possibly do every single thing 
on my own. So I have to, I do all the production and I do all the recording. I do use a mix and master and engineer and I have an illustrator and I did have an animator, but that's gone because we don't have any money now. So I'm going to be animating the next comic on my own. So it's basically, um, we might have a drummer helping us out as well because I don't play drums. And then Alchemy just is the guitar sounds, uh, the basically workhorse that puts makes all the streaming and gigging possible. So I use the same rig for um, streaming and studio recording as I do for playing live. So I basically just live with this with Alchemy and we go on adventures around the world. When I say around the world, we've been to Ireland. So that's technically international. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, as long as you went to the south, then you're good. You're international. Yeah, so we played the World Sci-Fi Convention last summer. We played two shows over there, and that was great. It was great. Like, they just, you know, sci-fi conventions, the World Sci-Fi Convention is a little law in itself. It's like a little country. All to itself. It's got its own little rules. It's got everything. Have you been? Have you been? Oh, I've not been to that one, but I I thought you meant, sorry, generally in sci-fi conventions. Oh yeah, I'm not. Well, this is I. I do a lot of cons, like comic cons and all that kind of stuff. But the World Sci-Fi Convention, I felt felt was just a lot different. It had a lot of badges and a lot, a lot, because there's just so many people at it. I don't know how many exactly, but there must be, you know, like five thousand to ten thousand somewhere in that kind of area that come for the week, and they they turn up from all mostly Americans. I find I'm sure there must be other people in there, but I only ever came across Americans. Um, I do want to get in the world of the cons, but like just to, to, to go back to something you were saying about alchemy, and you were like sick and tired of working with human bandmates, it doesn't occur to everyone, I know, I'll make one. So, <laughs> what, what, like, tell us maybe a bit about your foundation, because obviously you're very technically minded. Uh, where did all that come from? Was it that same love of kind of wanting to do the naval bit and, you know, the tech there? Or? No, I don't consider myself to be technical at all. At all. Okay. I don't out of all my friends, I'm the least technical person. I have no idea what anything means. It's just you, you have to when you when you decide you're going to do something on your own, you just have to start at square one and then add in the bits. So I kind of had a because I because I did a, a degree in music and I, in music management and I did performance art at college. I have a basis understanding of how to plug stuff in and what things are for, but really I'm not a pro at using them or anything like that. Um, so when you start with a, a base knowledge of what a computer is and what a digital work workspace is and stuff like that, then um, then you can just work. Just Google a YouTube video of the rest of it. Basically, you know, that, that's it. It's all electrical tape and YouTube videos. Okay. <laughs> when you do go live and when you do have these wonderful performances, uh, you, you do have like wonderful uh, staging. Like obviously part of that comes from the performing arts background, like which I, I also have myself. But uh, like, did you straight away have the, again, you know, however you describe, like, you know, you, you have a certain look for when you're performing live, particularly. Yeah. When you're performing as like Death and Gloria, you're, you're half of Death and Gloria. Yes. So did you go straight away? Did that develop over the years? Oh, so Death and Gloria is only like three years old because I had versions of this band before. So it was just kind of like me writing songs and trying to start bands, like and like trying to just go with whatever influences the other people would have on it. So it was only like three years ago when my last human bandmate 
decided he didn't want to release anything more and then uh we separated that i was just like what am i gonna do so i knew i was gonna be on stage on my own for example um so i needed something on stage with me i knew that um i wanted i knew it was going to be projections because i need something for people to look at because i'm just on my own and what you what people probably don't understand is when you watch a band on stage you're you're watching the interaction between the humans you're listening to interaction between humans so you if you don't have that it becomes a very lonely place very a uh, very dull thing to watch very quickly so i knew i had to project something on stage i knew i couldn't afford to do actual videos because in real life videos is very um, expensive to do well. So I thought, I'll animate something. We'll do some animations. What will you animate? Oh, God, what about a comic book? Okay, so we're going to need a comic book then. Okay, so we're going to have an animated story. It's going may as well do a comic to get that done. And then if you use, actually, if you use comic books as your base, then your videos are as good as your illustrator is, you know, so because that's really what the chunk of animation, comic uh, like cartoon animation is is if, if you've got really good starting files and a high quality illustration then it looks better yeah i mean my last animator was great and and very skilled i am going to bodge the crap out of the second album for sure because i have to learn it from scratch you know i am learning uh it all from day one and i don't know how long that's going to take me to do an entire set 11 video 11 videos I have to do, so I don't know what I'm doing. I mean, I think it's very painful when you're first doing all that that stuff, but I think it's kind of a case of there is a sort of an enjoyment out of, like, when you've actually managed to do something on that technology, on new technology or something in a new format or, you know, something you haven't done before, basically. You look back at it and you go, oh, God, that seems so basic, but I still, like, like when I when I first started doing the, this podcast as opposed to my own before, and going to just doing videos. To begin with, I had a TV behind me, which my guest was on the TV, <laughs> and then I recorded it like a. So my laptop was rec- uh, was streaming them into there, and then I had my iPad set up. So basic, but there's kind of like there was a, just a wonderful enjoyment about something new. Do you feel like that, or is it just just a headache? Oh no, I love it. I love it. I spent all morning just putting setting up my new. I did a show last night for somebody else. Basically, I went and did sign for someone else's live stream. And so I had to just dismantle my studio for that. So today I redid my studio from start to finish. All my cable management is on point today. I have now gone to a three computer setup, three computers. So I've got my streaming, my audio, and my lighting, which is all on three separate computers. Um, and I feel a lot happier about myself now. And I just love it. It's so much fun. And I don't really want to work for anybody else. I don't want to have to earn money doing other people's stuff anymore. But I have to. But luckily, um, this whole situation we find ourselves in is 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 the playground for live streamers because now everybody wants some sort of live streaming thing. And I'm pretty new to live streaming. I'm new to live streaming, but um, it's worked out pretty well. And I've also discovered that there's not really a lot of point me playing, spending a lot of time trying to play live shows in small venues, you know, on band nights stuff like that, because I never get the setup space that I want. I never get the setup time that I want. You know, my show doesn't look exactly as I want it. Like I'll play a Comic Con and I don't want any stage lights on because everything is focused on that projector and this this round screen that I've got. And I have my own stage lights, which can change color and come on and off when I want them to. And people always insist on having stage lights on something. 
you know, they'll always be like, oh, health and safety, I have to turn the light on. And I'm like, no, like, you're just going to ruin the whole thing. Or somebody will stand at the front of the, uh, it's kind of a double-edged sword. I really like when people come and get involved and film my show and stuff like that. But when they stand at the front with the light on on their camera, you know, that can act, that's already too much light. (laughs) So you can't go, you can't go to blackout when somebody's doing that, that close to you in a small venue. But on the other hand, I, I want people to get involved and share my show and stuff. So I'm not saying that they're, they're bad people as such. So I'm just thinking, like, if I just concentrate more on the live stream side, I can just go mad in this little space. I mean, this is half of my living room, by the way. So I have to set this up every morning and pack it back down again before my partner comes home because I live in a tiny, tiny studio flat with a human. Uh so I really what I want to do is like have animated backgrounds that come from my comics and then like have layers so it looks like a 3D space but it's made up of my comic book illustrations um, and we were going to do a theatre production for this next album and it was going to be projection mapping of my animations around a live actor who was playing the main act- the, the main character from the comic book but as in real life so he would interact with the animations as we go along and then i would be playing the songs live in the room but i'd be projected as a hologram onto the stage but you could see me playing in the room it was going to be fantastic i mean that was the plan all that gone right out the window um that's gone now that it was a pipe dream that will never happen now so uh we're going to do it as a live streamed like play or theater production kind of thing but it means i can just go mad because the stuff we couldn't do cheaply in real life we can just do really cheap now because it's a live stream and i've only got like this square to fill (laughs) 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 stage but there is a a fair chance that we'll go back to the original madness if we get someone who will put it on so i'm kind of hoping sci-fi weekender we'll do it I mean, obviously, there is. You've, you've spoken about how, uh, yeah, the stage lights is a perfect example of venues wanting things the same way, certain limitations. I think something like Sci-Fi, Sci-Fi Weekend, and generally uh, Sci-Fi conventions are more set up for the weird and wonderful. Uh, it, it, are they better at kind of like getting it? Uh, yeah. Well, they tend to put you on a stage with like a speaker. So there may be like panels before and after you. So actually there's no other band there to get in the way. You know, the the killer is always drum kits. You know, I've actually designed. So it's kind of like going back to an earlier question. Like, is this what you thought it was going to look like? I actually had something far bigger in mind for my live shows. I wanted like three screens and that I could use shadow play with you know and just really work with very minimal lights and three white screens and that's all just come down to one round screen because I couldn't get it on any stages you know but I did set up my projection with the mind of like the projector is behind a drum kit and the screen is in front of the drum kit so there was always going to be a drum kit in the way and that was the kind of kind of the plan for the stage setup um uh, but over the but as you get into practicalities, like it doesn't work. It didn't, it, you know, stages aren't high enough for me to have a projector behind a, a, a drum kit. You know, there's all and the stages are generally just too small. They're either too not high, tall enough, or they're not deep enough to do that kind of stuff. It seems like that it's very important to you uh, to curate your stuff correct correctly to to have it looking right. So you know, how how do you cope with someone who someone who I'm getting the impression likes things a certain way? How do you cope with those last minute kind of changes you have to make? 
Well, because I, yeah, so I, you're right. Um, that's probably why I don't work with other people now. That's probably <laughs> nail, done the nail right in the head there, love. Uh, the thing is, I can only do what I'm what I can do. So I've basically made my stage set up as minimal as possible to to make it easy to get on and off and to work around those those bits. And because I worked as a stage manager and backline tech and drum tech for touring bands for years, you know, I, I'm very comfortable in the band music venue like environment. So I know what's coming, you know. So I, I do my best to do my thing and I make it as simple as possible for the people I have to work with. So like sound engineers and stuff like that. Uh, but there is a level of quality that I can't go under. So I, therefore I can't do some shows. So yeah. there was a live stream the other day, actually, that I couldn't do because the venue had set themselves up to, um, to get the best quality from someone streaming from their phone. And that was all they were set up to do was to take a stream from a phone. So right which i can't do i can't possibly stream from this crappy phone which has a crap camera for a start because i run uh, a lot of track so i use a audio interface you know okami has to be involved for sure or you get yep. the huff and then i've got layered animations so i can't do that on a phone so you know i couldn't play that live stream show because of the way they were set up which is weird but um actual live shows i've made it so i can fit into any space i mean i don't even need a pa really you know i could run like eight headphone outs out the back of my of okami and eight people could sit with headphones and enjoy my show no it doesn't need to have a pa or you can just plug in two speakers two powered speakers and we're done you know it doesn't need they do have to credit okami at the end of it or at the beginning yeah of course yeah yeah it's all there uh, I have to thank Abby, who is currently just pimping my Twitch channel out on, on your chat. So thank you, Abby. She's my moderator over on uh, my channel. Thank Welcome you. to the Squee Show, Abby. Thank you very much for joining us. And our friend Ryan is there as well. Hello, Ryan. Uh, and thank you, everyone, for joining us. Like, I know we may have a small audience today at the moment, but uh, we're very much appreciative. As I say, it's my first kind of uh, stream proper. Done some test that's about it so far. So um, this is kind of really good. I'm really enjoying this. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, you keep on dropping a lot of things, which I find fascinating. So uh, I did want to get onto the comic book side of it. So you, you drop this in one sentence, which I always find like just I find it fascinating when people do a big thing, but they just say it as if it's nothing. It's like, oh, yeah. So I decided I just need a comic book. So I made a comic book to go with my album. That, that's not a small feat, though. <laughs> How do you get started with that, you know, uh, doing the comic book side of it? Uh. This is where um, I, I cheated. I cheated, basically. I am a 2080 brat in the sense that my mother wrote for 2080 in the 80s. And I used to get dragged along to comic book conventions and I used to hide under the panel table when she was giving panels. Um, and we went to, I remember just going to a lot of conventions when I was a kid. And uh, she is a comic, she's a script writer. Um, and had two series in 2008 that ran for like three or four years, I think. Um, and then she was best friends with Nigel Dobbin, who was um, the fellow who illustrated her comics back in the 80s. Yep. So it was actually really, really um, simple to um, uh, just start with a story. So I just wrote the story around the songs, and then I went to my mother and just said, help making this into something that makes sense in a comic book. So we went back and forward and she added a lot of, a lot of the dark 
elements of the illustrations come from my mother's ideas, which, you know, you didn't, you don't think that your mother's going to come out with something so scary if you give her half a chance. Because she's quite a nice, well-spoken mother, you know. She was a she was a manager in the NHS for years, a speech therapist. And then she'll just do something dark, dark as crap. Uh, and you're like, oh, wow, that's amazing. And then Nigel adds his own as well. And Nigel um, was the official comic book illustrator for Sonic the Hedgehog comic. And uh, all, did multiple 2080 um, stuff and Doctor Who's comic book, official comic book and st- uh, stuff. Uh, it's coloring book, sorry, I should say, and all kinds of stuff like that. So th- those two were the ones who did my first album, comic. Okay. So actually, it was a lot easier than most people would find to get a comic out. It was literally because <laughs> you're talking about like the uh, where you'd seen that happen before. But like for me, it takes me back right back to uh, like eighties bands like uh, Queensryche had like a video which would go along with their album uh, Operation Mind Crime is the one oh, which yeah. brings to my mind. And there's been loads of kind of like these cross media ideas, and lots of people are very ahead of their time with it. Uh, I, I think it's absolutely wonderful. It, it almost feels like you've got to be cross-platform these days, especially in our world of comic cons and sci-fi and fantasy and the like. Yeah, we came up with a hashtag for this this morning on my uh, uh, my live stream on Facebook. Um, where were, what was it? Multi-platform beings. Kind of we are hashtag multi-platform beings. That's basically what we need. But you're talking format, so. Instead of dimensional, we need a word that means format and uh, platform. I don't know what that is. Oh, oh, I think it needs to come from sci-fi, though. I think we need to be like multiverse performers. Yeah, but it's not multiverse. It's something smaller than that. Well, yeah, but, but we have to pick it up, don't we, surely? Come on, you're, you're the one about the big show. No, come on. Uh, yeah. Can't that, think small in these things. Oh, there's Abby working it in. What did she say? Yeah, oh, multi platform beans. Your hashtag from earlier. Let's, let's put that up on the screen. <laughs> How are you doing that? I'm so impressed by your little animation there. That's no, I, I've just worked out I could do that. So I'm discovering it literally in real time. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, on, um, on StreamYard, it's got one full thing where you just click on it and it, it puts up on screen. I knew I could do that with my banners, but I didn't know I could do it live with the comments. So it's awesome. Oh, yeah. Well, that's something uh, StreamLab has or whatever this is called, that I don't have. I'd have to make that in OBS for that to happen. That's amazing. And I'm just going to add that because I'm not used to people claiming yeah. I've got skills. So, you know, it, it was said once, I can prove it. Well, that's my camera's going to add it again. Uh, yeah, we've also got my friend Peter. I have to mention Peter. We've been having a nice chat on Instagram for the last couple of days. I'm just going to unplug my camera real quick and plug it back in so it gets back to... It's um, Peter Freelop, uh 722 oh, yeah. saying that he liked it so far, which thank you very much. I'm just going to reattach my camera again. You will notice now, people, that I'm very much enjoying discovering I can do this because I'm just going to put all your comments up just because I can now. It's amazing. I need something that does that. I, don't, I can't do that. Anyway, you see, if someone's really kind of on the ball right now, they'll put, like, squares a tool or something, and then I'll go, hey, look! Mm. I would. That's just, that's all I'm saying, guys. I would do that to me. <laughs> I, would, I think the DI, the DI family are just nicer than that. Yeah, I'm sure they are. And and my my look, my followers are very nice, but they also like me occasionally wind up merchants, but they're lovely with it. Yeah, <laughs> Shall we go for the other video and see if I can get this to work now? Uh, I think what I'm gonna have to do is 
I will take uh, Galena off. I'll, I'll leave my stream on, but I will step away from the camera and see how that works. See if we can get some audio going on here. Alrighty. So uh, if you can tell people about the video while I try and get it lined up here. Uh, this is a posthumous suggestion. It is the last song from my, la my first album. It is by all the humans have died in our story. They're all dead. And this is basically them speaking from beyond the grave, saying there's no point in uh, mourning them because they can't hear you. But ironically, there's no one left of human humanity to hear them anyway, so it doesn't really matter. There's a song by uh, Jimmy Eat World called Hear You Me. So you're saying it's, it's like a nice, happy, happy song, yeah? It's not a bad song. It's got a choir. <laughs> it's not bad. Um, there's a song by Jimmy World called Hear You Me, and this is the answer to that song i get ready into doing answer songs so this is the, on this album there are two songs which are an answer to somebody else's song okay i like that um I, oh god it reminds me this is such a weird pull but there was a uh guy who did a song called teddy bear in like a country and western singer and a couple of other artists wrote kind of reply songs i i love that kind of thing yeah so there's a song called honky tonk angels with, with, with that um Dolly Parton sang with two other ladies and that is a reply to a song called Honky Tonk Angels by a male singer which he blames women for sending men, getting married men astray and the women are saying well no it's your own fault basically and that's where I got the idea from a country song uh, to do um, answers to other songs You say men blaming women for things which are their fault? You say never! I know right? Never. That's the like. I, I, as I understand it, men always wonderful throughout history. No, of course. Yeah. Never. Anyway, let's go to Gloria with um. Uh, I've forgotten the name already. Sorry. Like yeah. this going between screens is not working in my favour. A posthumous suggestion. Let's go with that now. We can't hear you. So save your wasted breath and selfishness of it. I can't hear you. We can't hear you now. Death is only dark. The destroy and the restart. I can't hear you.
Okay. Did that not play either? Uh, it played, but it was awful. It was really, really awful. It basically went through your speakers, I think. Whatever kind of speakers. Okay, I'm really sorry. I will work out how to do this. We will get there. Um, I, I'm sorry. I'm still working out the tech. As I say, this is going to be a bit glitchy today. I apologize for that. But, uh, you know, that I'm, I'm fighting back the need to, like, we're going to have to delete this entire thing at the end because it was so bad. <laughs> Please say it's not that bad. <laughs> I mean, it, it would have been better if it was silent. I'll be honest. I'll be honest with you. It would have been better if there was no sound at all. But, you know, okay. it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> it's your show. I have to let it go. I can't control that. It's fine. I, I know. I just, I'm sorry. I just, I, I do not want to fail for a guest. Like, yeah, right. Like, I, I'm your picking up right now. Like, what do you do when you've had a technical error on stage and, you know, to rebuild yourself? Uh, I, I, you just continue on and forget it happens, and just you just go on, you just go on, and you can't do on. Sure, I like, that. Uh, I like that. live stream though. I delete it. I delete the live stream. <laughs> That's what I do. But don't okay. worry. I mean, it's your, it's your stream. I can't, I can't. It's not my stream. It's your stream. It's fine. No, my guess though, if you really want me to delete it, I, I like this will go up in audio form, and it will have all the kind of like uh, glitchy stuff replaced with special audio, but. Yeah, but you, your audience is mostly in podcast, right? I mean, it's like it's it's difficult. It's really weird for me because, like, since I've been doing the video ones, it's been going more over to video actually at the moment. But uh, this is a new platform, obviously. I would, I'm trying. This is why I'm trying to build up stuff on here for people to kind of like see. But obviously, I want it to be of good quality, and I want my guests to be happy. It's the most thing. Yeah, I, I wouldn't keep this one. This would be a bad. It would be a bad show on both of us. I think. <laughs> Okay, okay. I, I hope just the video, not like us chatting. Oh, no, no, us chatting's great. I mean, the po if, you're, okay. if you're keeping the audio for a podcast in, then that's great. That's great. Awesome. I'm just, just checking you generally happy. Just checking I'm doing my job right. You know, it's, it's a good thing to check. If you took the video off here and then replaced the video sections with actual video, then you, you could restream that. You could re-upload that to Facebook or whatever. That would work. I will have to work out how to do that. I will give that, that, that. That's my next kind of mission to try and learn how to do. Okay, well, that's really easy. You can just go on to Twitch and download the video off Twitch and then just edit out the picture not you don't want. So the stuff that we're talking about now, you could obviously just edit out all of this and that'd be fine. <laughs> okay, um, Abby has, uh, has put in a, a word about this. Uh, life goes on, the live goes on. If anyone wants to listen to the songs again, yes, please come over to twitch.tv death underscore and Gloria and visit the DI website too, which is, of course, uh, England.com. Just trying to get the banner up for that. There you go. But we persevere on, as you say. Uh, so with, <laughs> I, I've completely been thrown by that, but we will go back on. So uh, with the performances that you've been doing on uh, Twitch at the moment, you've been doing these kind of like uh, daily streams. Tell us a bit about that and uh, when you start doing those. So I had, um, so I started live streaming last year. We've just had our one year anniversary of live streaming. Uh, I think it was April, June, May, 29th of May, possibly, I can't remember. Every, every day feels the same now. Um, so I started doing Wednesday nights on a Facebook group a year ago, um, just trying to learn how to live stream stuff. But I, and I want to be a career live streamer on Twitch and other platforms. That's what I'm, my aim is. And then when the lockdown happened, it just fell into place. I was just 
kind of in the right place at the right time to do the stuff that I'm currently doing. Um, I don't have an audience on Twitch. I didn't have an audience on Twitch at the time. So unlike other Twitch Twitchers or whatever, Twitchies, whatever they're called, um, who would have stayed only on Twitch because that's where the money was, I was just started streaming across every channel because that's, I just could and I had the tech to do it. Um, so now I do 11 o'clock in the morning every day on, or every Monday, every weekday, Monday to Friday on Facebook. And I do that on my main page now, not on the group. And then Twitch is a bit odd because I keep on changing when I'm going to be on Twitch. Um, I had been doing 8 o'clock in the morning, Monday to Wednesday. But but that was for friends in Australia and they've now come back to, back to the UK. So they don't need that early morning thing. So I'm thinking maybe from next week. I will uh, put Twitch in the afternoon and use the mornings to be productive on, uh, you know, emails and social media and stuff. Because actually twitching at eight o'clock in the morning, my voice isn't warmed up. Stuff's not, doesn't work very well. You know, it's just a bit early to be on there. So I'm thinking I might just move it to the afternoon. And then just... Yeah. And more in general, where this kind of like, obviously lockdown and everything with COVID has, has hit the whole industry, the whole creative industry really hard. Uh, what do you think is going to be the lasting effect? And you know, do, do you think we'll, like, how do you think it moves forward with live, live performances? Um, I don't know. I am. I keep an eye on a group over on Facebook that is uh, basically the Music Venues Union. This is ben, I, I won't say their name because they don't. They don't want non-music venue owners in their group, so I won't mention the name of the group. But um, I run a venue in Crystal Palace myself, as well as all this other nonsense. And basically, with a two-meter distance, a three-hundred capacity venue gets eighteen people in the door. So something has to change. Um, I think the music venues will obviously be the last thing to open. Uh, yeah, I don't, I, we don't know what's going on. But thankfully, my venue is also a library. So we'll definitely be open before the music venues are open because we're a library or a public library at the same time as a music venue and a theater space. Um, so, yeah, and we're, I think we're also going to put in the live streaming maker space in, in that library as well because we just want to arts kinds of funding to get some live streaming gear and to also uh, get pay local artists to come onto our live stream channel. So as well as the band and all this here nonsense, I also started the community live stream channel for the Upper Norwood Library Hub on the day of the lockdown. So our first live stream was the day of the lockdown. Um, and we've been streaming every day ever since. Um, yoga, kids stories, you know, anything that we could get our hands on. We've got a daily show. Um, we've had Tokioki, um, live band, all sorts of stuff. Tokioki, and I'm sure Abby will absolutely put the link in for Tokioki because it's her fella's job. <laughs> uh, is a roundtable talk, a talk discussion program. They'll, he'll, she'll be able to say it better than I will, uh, where somebody hosts it and the content can go anywhere. So it's a Zoom, it's basically a Zoom conversation with a host that they live stream out. And the company is called People Speak, The People Speak, uh, and their program is Tokioki. And they just let the conversation go wherever the conversators, oh, that's not a word, conversators want to take it. That's it. But they also I like conversators. <laughs> like, you know, we all speak the language. Like, the, when we get into common usage, all we've got to do is get like a few thousand people using it. It's in the dictionary. We're good. Conversators. Conversators. Hashtag conversators. <laughs> 
Uh, they don't have a real life version, so that's um, a fella sits in the middle of like a, a pink donut table with some microphones, and you get to sit down at the thing. And I actually met them. There you go. There's Abby has put it in there. Pop up chat show. There you go. But Rick is shouting at her from across their room. <laughs> N-O-K-E.com. Yeah. So go email. Yeah. So they, I actually met them at the, the science, uh, the London Science Fiction Film Festival. Uh, we were doing an offshoot of that up at Ravensbourne campus at the O2, uh, where they made me into a hologram and projected me onto two stages at once. Uh, that was that was fun. And the real shame with that was that I filmed all of it on an iPad an iPod touch and then I lost that I lost that phone and it didn't save to the cloud or anything so I have no footage of that event at all <laughs> which is like one time somebody makes me the hologram when I'm going flip and lose it oh well there you go that's this life that's life yeah we're trying to learn about our kind of uh, our, our, our technical mishaps right now yeah yeah, yeah. So I lost. They go. I nobody's perfect. Well, nobody's perfect anyway. I, I, I did a life. I do a, like a, a program for the library. Um, we have a, this idea of the library of people where people skill share and they can come on and they can teach about anything that they can teach about. So they've been asking me for live stream classes, and so I have done three of them. And the first one I did delete straight after because my camera fell off the iPad and my my tripod mid live stream about how to live stream it was so bad it was so so bad <laughs> but you just delete them and move on just move on it's fine fine yeah um and uh, i just yeah just to apologize i have got myself on uh, my own uh, ipad in the corner right now which uh, for reasons best known to Streamyard, it doesn't like streaming to my uh, ipad i can see i'm very glitchy on there so i do apologize for the uh, visuals hopefully the audio has come through okay and thank you everyone for joining us again uh I usually like to round off these conversations by asking a little bit of advice from my guests to make myself a better presenter and, and indeed a better man at the end of the day. So you're someone who's created a particular multi-platform, particular image uh, for yourself and for Death and Gloria. Tell us a bit, like, give us a bit of advice about how you kind of curate an image. You mean a brand? I mean, uh, what? Brand, right, brand, that's a much better way of putting it. Start with the colors game. That's like if you just start off with the real basics and um, you, can, you can just Google color schemes. Yeah, so you can Google what colors mean to people, basically. So the the idea is that you have uh, like, a, I don't know what the, Abby will be able to tell me better the names of these, like a primary color or a base cut, something, whatever. So mine are black, white, and blue. The colors that you see behind me now are the colors of my logo. So this is my brand color. So it's black, white, and blue. And the reason I chose blue was because I have, uh, in my logo, there is like a, we call it the Earth Star, and it's like a blue square with lines coming off it. So this is my uh, Earth Star logo, and it's blue, but it goes from uh, light blue to dark blue going up, uh, because yeah. it's, it's supposed to present uh, represent us leaving Earth. Yeah, uh, there you go. So, that, so you can start with that. Start with a color scheme, and you should have like so a dark a light and then like a, a primary color or a, you know like a harsh color so like you could have orange or purple or whatever but have like a some colors that go with that and you can google the theory of color management I don't, I, what's the what's the word i don't know i don't know what the term is but you can google it and it will easily tell you what colors work with what because there's a reason coca-cola is red 
you know, and there's a there's a reason why shell is yellow. You know, there there's yeah. specific reasons to choosing those colors. And blue is um, quite peaceful, you know, and cold like space. You know, I guess that I've, and I also really like the the colors from the film Aliens, which is my favorite film, which is a lot of like light blue, like blues and whites and stuff as well. Like the actual okay. green is one of my primary colors. Like, is, is that a good one? Like, what do you know? Can you tell me anything about green before I Google it? Green, yeah, green is is uh, very earthy. Obviously, you know, just think of in nature what things are green. You know, um, yeah, yeah. So it's really kind of people natural. So, you know, so I'm looking for space and I'm looking for like stormtrooper-esque aliens space thing. You know, that's what I'm going for. Whereas you could really hone in on the organic nature of being a talk show host and not have a lot of tech and spec and just be like, yeah, green. There you go. Abby's the artist amongst us, not me. So, yeah. Calming, grounding, and calming. I'm liking this. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm liking the green. Basically, at the moment on this chat, I believe if I uh, uh, upgrade slightly, I can get some other colors. But at the moment, the, the writing, the writing appears in white naturally. But I, I brought in the green color for my logo, and I've got green and black on my logo at the moment. Yeah. There we go. That's I can put that white in there as well. So yeah, that works. And then you, you should also then have a tagline, because that will demand that will basically set your. Uh, tone for what the brand is so my tagline is uh, uh rock music comic art and animation so that gets put on everything because that just tells you exactly what it is i do before you've even heard me and i had to put rock music on there because with a name like death and gloria um folks thought it was quite death metally which obviously it's not so um it's a bit more proggy so yeah well, I'm just going to see if I can bring it up because I did. I, I I was working on something just the other day, which I put on uh, on this uh, on Twitch. So I don't know if that's coming up. No, hey. So yeah, yeah. This is kind of something I was working. It's kind of a little bit basic, but yeah. Your new favorite interview show. I've gone very basic. Route one, I know, but uh, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. So your new favorite interview show is great. Like so for Level Up, Leroy. I've been telling him he sh- he should his tagline should be the Comic Con DJ. You know, that just tells you everything. Um, well, also, well, yeah, so, yeah. So by having your colors worked out and your tagline, and then just make sure everything ties into those two things. Everything stays within your colors. Everything stays within uh, whatever your tagline is. So if it is your favorite, what did you say? What's your tagline? Your new favorite interview show. Right. Okay, so you you basically won't be able to do anything but interviews, but I guess that that's that's what you want, right? So you are, yeah, it's interviews. That's the that's the thing. Yeah, and the thing with on Twitch interview shows on Twitch go a bit mad. It has to be said. So um, it's up to you. Whether that, I can't, I can't really tell you. I can't explain it. I just cannot explain it. But I can tell you some really mad ones to go and look at. There's one called the Sushi Dragon, who's the crack, most cracker, cracker pot guy I've never ever met, seen in my life. And he interviews um, tech people. He's a tech head. Um, he runs, I think he, I don't know how many cameras he's got. I think he work, actually works for Twitch as well. Yep. Um, the Sushi Dragon. Just go, go and watch him because he has everything you can possibly do on stream. He has got it. And he's got a backpack on and he's got like a little headset 
that so he can see the screens and he's got things in his hands that he can set off signs and oh, I can't you just gotta go and see it and then there's a guy oh, called Toasty. I'm not entirely sure if Toasty does interviews or if we just it's a basically this dude I think it doesn't matter what sex the person is but all you see is his eyes and his face and the rest is an animated piece of toast <laughs> and <laughs> it's just funny it's just funny and he, he allows people to make fart noises on in his chat so that's all you hear anyway though <laughs> like interview things on Twitch really do go mental, but just check out Sushi Dragon. He's got everything, everything going. The taste level to me is not there, <laughs> but the tech level is. So what does it matter if it's in good taste or not? I mean, really, who cares? Twitch, Twitch, everything. Uh, everything. Uh, I, I think I don't think like, I think I'm going to go with my more earthy feel of just the, the interview. I would like to get the tech in, like that's the bit which I'd like to hone in on there. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to become a talking bit of toast with fart noises just yet, but it's a, a direction I can go in if I want to later. I appreciate that. I mean, I'm just saying it's it's the wackiness. I haven't actually seen any talk shows that were really good. Uh, maybe the Twitch Twitch.tv's actual channel, their gaming channel. They had one yesterday that seemed like an actual TV show, you know, with girls yeah. around animated area, like you know, like TV, like news presenter, like BBC TV. That is somebody sitting amongst a bunch of animation, right? They may have a desk that looks close to what that looks like, but there's nothing behind them. And the stuff that they're looking at isn't there. You know, all these things are overlaid. So you can make those in OBS. Like, it's just the really great thing OBS can do. So you can make it look like a professional TV studio, or you can build your own, which is more based on your brand. And yours is more towards sci-fi, I'm guessing. I mean, I'm just pulling straw. Like, who's your audience? At the moment, it's a general kind of uh, I've got basically what I was doing before was a Doctor Who podcast, and uh, so I brought in some of that element, some of those kind of like uh, that world because I know it. But but it's it's kind of comedians, and uh, we had a Paralympic gold medalist. It's it's an interview show with with uh, with really anyone. I mean, it's it's kind of like in the mold of. Uh, I don't know if you listen to any of Richard Herring's podcasts. I've never heard of that person. But he, he's, he's, um, he started on uh, Twitch now as well, and it's kind of like more this kind of just general straight-up interview format. Um, but, it's, yeah, it's, it's anyone. It's just um, just interesting people, really, and hopefully uh, it can introduce people to different kind of worlds. That's what I want to do as part of it. It's part of it is kind of uh, things which I'm into. Part of it is it's learning about, like, different worlds. Like, you know, I, I very much enjoy your music, but it, it's like, you know, the um the way you do it something i'm not very familiar with so this has been really interesting to learn about some of that stuff so um yeah yeah and there's another fella who is basically the jordan peterson of twitch and his name's davin nash devin devin nash he's the philosoph he's the he's the he's the the brain of Twitch streamers, I think. Like and he does interview people and he talks about philosophy a lot and it's really quite it's more uh straight straight content than, you know, Twitch madness. So maybe check him out. Devin Nash is his name. He's currently okay. offline. I do follow him. So you should definitely check out Devin Nash. I will look into Devin Nash um, when we finish. Um, yeah, and and um, who knows? Maybe the madness. Maybe you'll like check in about like five streams time, and the madness will start to seep in. I mean, more so than my general brand of madness. 
Oh, yeah. Well, it's good fun. I mean, that, when, once you start going down the rabbit hole, you're like, oh, yeah, what can I do? So, like, I have, I, I ended up putting overlays, like, getting animated overlays and putting them on my, my uh, streams. And then I took them off again because, actually, the simple thing that I'd made in the first, like, the very first simple overlay I made myself just looked better than trying to do a big animation fancy pants one because it just looked too much for what I was doing. If that makes sense. I overkilled it. And then I had to go back to basics. So I've quite often just deleted everything out of my OBS and said, I'm not having any of this. Stuff it. I'll rebuild it from the start. And then you just clean it up and rebuild it back in again. Um, and you can design your overlays and stuff in Canva. And I don't know if you, or maybe you know how to use Photoshop or whatever. But if not Canva, I do all my, um, all my uh, image design stuff in Canva at the moment. I'm currently using GIMP. Okay, I don't know. I don't. I don't even know that one. But if you can make um, backgroundless in, uh, pictures, then you're sorted. Yep. Okay. Well, we are about to uh, round this up. Thank you very much for being my guest today. Hey, no worries. Okay. No worries. Uh, oh, sorry. So you're saying? I was just gonna say, like, for your content, like, podcasts are probably the way forward because people like to listen to long form podcasts um i'm not saying don't use twitch i'm just saying um like a podcast could be could be better i guess people will use twitch as podcasts as well i've seen that where people just turn off you know they're at work or whatever so they just have the audio playing and their phone will be in their pocket or whatever because they're at work and they're podcasting it yeah. i mean it's, it's something i'm working on basically the idea is like it goes up on video then it goes to podcast anyway so i've not lost anything by going on video and hopefully i'm kind of getting better with the tech if i i think there's different audiences from what i've gleaned there seems to be an audience of people who like their videos now and they don't want just an audio podcast whereas there's other people like myself i, I usually listen on audio when i'm on the move when i'm walking my dog whatever else uh i just want to be kind of like available to that other audience if, if more people listen one place than the other that's all good or watch one place more than the other that's fine by me oh that's cool then yeah, yeah, just go for it. Every channel. I mean, I can't say anything because I stream to Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook at once, and it's just not formatted correctly for Instagram at all. So I don't even know why I'm doing it on Instagram. To be honest, it's it's I don't get anybody on there or very few, um, and it doesn't stay up on Instagram because you need like ten thousand followers for it to save to your wall. So it's just a pain. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you have to like if you want if you live stream to Instagram and you want to save it, then e either you have to be on for hours and then it streams to and then it'll save to IGTV or or you have to like watch it on your phone while screen recording on your phone to get that file back off and then you can re-upload that to Instagram as a file. It makes no sense. Yeah, it does sound like a bit of a pirate way of doing it. Uh, Abby just put that she never got on with GIMP. Ads just what kind of worked for me. It's uh, one which was kind of like free to download and takes a little while to get the hang of it, I think, but then it, it seemed to work for me. But um, yeah, if anyone does want to listen to uh, all of the uh, interviews which I've done so far, you can go to com 
Uh, also go over to our Facebook page where I've got some interviews I've done there on video. They will eventually go to the uh, audio version, but not all of them have yet. Uh, we've got some audio exclusives as well. Our first episode, for instance, which was with the late, great, and now Tim Taylor. I interviewed him just prior to his death, um, uh, the goodies legend who was also on I'm Surrounded the Clue, and uh, wrote the full Yorkman sketch or co-wrote it with some other people. Um, so a really great one. Please check us out there. And, of course, uh, check out Death in Glory, and not only here, on Twitch, but also at uh, oh, that's the Twitch channel, and uh, at deathingloria.com, which uh, I've lost the banner for right now, but it's on here somewhere. I've got a very long list of banners. There we go, deathingloria.com. Uh, thank you very much for joining us, uh, everyone. Uh, please subscribe to my channel if you're about, and uh, this video uh, technology will only get better. I promise. <laughs>
loaded uh, coming through up through there and i was talking to my guests on my ipad uh, and it was very ramshackle at the time i was so impressed by the the idea of this technology because it reminded me of old talk shows which i used to watch where they'd have their guests on the uh the monitor behind them and that just felt so cool to be able to do that and now i look back and i see how kind of like amateurish my tech was i now use a uh, streamyard which i mentioned earlier and it's a wonderful bit of technology much better um but uh i, I think still it's a, it's a great little interview that's why uh, blame might sound a little bit tinny but i uh, very listenable as with the other one so please enjoy my chat with my friend uh blame garrison blame makes food i am really pleased to welcome to the show a friend of mine he appeared on uh, my other podcast Gallifrey Stands a few times he is uh, he used to be known as Johnny White Trash on his podcast Johnny White Trash show he's played in some bands over the years he's uh, hosted the Blaine and Nakai morning show and he's currently now launched uh, Blaine Makes Food and he makes his own chili so please welcome to the show introduce yourself introduce yourself hi my name is Blaine no, your full, na- full name, full name. Blaine Garrison. Okay, so then I can put it in the theme tune if I podcast this later. Anyway, look, this is a bit ramshackle, as I've said. Uh, we've got uh, Blaine on Skype right now to my left, which you're seeing on the video to my right, or is it the other way around? No, that's on the left, he's on the right. And uh, he can't see me on video, so right now, like, it's confusing enough, and then he can't see me right now because my... My camera on my video on my laptop apparently hates me, so that's where I'm at with this all. Blaine, how is Canda right now? We're having a bit of a Canda weekend on the Doctor Screen Show because yesterday I had uh, uh, Matt Lees uh, from Canda, uh, Canadian Welsh. I've got you on today, and then tomorrow I've got Ross Mullen, by the way, joining us. So if you're about tomorrow, please tune in. He is from um, Game of Thrones, Doctor Who, loads of other great stuff like that. So uh, please tune into that one tomorrow. But, I just have to laugh because it's like here's Blaine from the internet, <laughs> and then tomorrow we got the guy from Game of Thrones. Like, <laughs> I, I, I have you never played uh, the head White Walker? No, 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 no. My my predictions for that show were wrong. I thought the White Walkers were going to win. <laughs> I think they really did. Everything in that show made me think. I'm like, all right, this is how this is going to happen. No, they didn't. Okay, Blaine. By the way, please share this uh, chat out on your uh, social media when you get a second. But but while I'm yeah. doing while I'm doing that, first of all, do you want to tell? Uh, where, where are you? Where am I? Yeah, where where is this going? Oh, this is from the <laughs> the Doctor Scree Facebook page. And it, again, okay. as I say, if anyone has to write any comments, you can only put them on here. But we've also now got. Uh, Squee at gmail.com if you want to email anything to us as well. Uh, we want your stories of anything you're doing to keep your spirits up during this time. We want your stories of um, just anything. Like, if you've got any questions, comments, whatever. Well, this is not the right one. This is a drum and bass musician. Okay, look, get to that in a minute. But, but Blaine, first of all, how's Canada? Like, what message have you got in place? Like, so we're on lockdown here, but we're allowed to go out for an hour's exercise each day. Uh, walking okay. dogs and shopping is basic. Like walking dogs has to be part of our exercise. We can go to the shops yeah. and stuff. How are the the measures in Canada? Well, it it varies from province to province, but uh, basically we're shut down. You're allowed to leave your house, but they keep tightening that up. And I think basically, like if some people screw it up, we just won't be allowed to leave our house. You're allowed to 
go shopping, but when you go shopping, only so many people are allowed in the stores. You're, you're advised to just not leave your house if you don't have to, right? Yep. Yeah, and then there's, you know, shops, some shops open an hour early for seniors, and uh, they'll stay open late for, uh, they say, the frontline people, like people who are like, we don't want to go shopping because we might be exposed, but also we have to go shopping because we need food, right? Yeah, we got an hour, like, in a lot of supermarkets for the NHS and the emergency workers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, we got yeah. like the LVL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and and people who just work in places that are considered essential, right? Like, yeah. and then <laughs> what? Who 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 do we have uh, uh, saying hi in the background? There? Uh, that that would be Benton uh, Benny. He's oh, just Benton, out, say out in the corner. Say, say hi to Benton for me. I I um, will do. He's he's out there in the corridor somewhere, uh, barking his head off. <laughs> Probably pissing Dotty off by trying to bite her neck and stuff. I mean, playfully, not, not, he's not playing. Yeah, 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 of course. Yeah, yeah. I, I've seen that before, right? Okay, sorry. I'm trailing off here. No, it's, I believe uh, Nakai has the same complaint about you. Yes. Yeah. Uh, playfully trying to bite her neck. When that you're is, uh, like climbing on her all the time. And now i got nothing else to do, really. So. <laughs> Does she throw a stick for you every now and again? <laughs> It's funny you say that, like, it's, it's kind of just come to that, where it's like, like, even, like, somebody stopped by the house today and had to pick something up, I forget what it was, it wasn't mine, right, but, you know, it was like they stood at the bottom of my step, and we talked from, like, you know, eight, nine feet away, like, yeah, it's, like, if you're seeing people, it's just like, it's like, no, I'm not, right, because, I mean, I mean, it's just just trying to slow it down, right? Because, I mean, I think what happened to us, and I think it happened to a lot of people, because um, to be blunt, this is the 8th or ninth or 12th end of the world I've lived through. Yeah, and you feel fine. And, yeah, I feel fine. Right. Um, but what, what happened was, is for the first week or two weeks that people were talking about it, like once it hit Canada, it's just like, I guess it's only a week, but... It, it was just like, oh, okay, yeah, whatever, another, and then all of a sudden you kind of see the country going into lockdown and, and places that, like, some places are like, oh, we're staying open anyway, and the government's like, no, you're not. Yep. Yeah, there's a like, chain of pubs over here, a uh, chain of pubs called Weatherspoons, which is like the go-to uh, budget pub of choice for a lot of people, yep. and the guy behind that uh, was going, like, oh, it's just, it's all overblown, they're making this up, and they, they're trying to ruin for some reason we're just going to keep open they go no you're not he goes oh we don't like that right we're not paying our suppliers or our staff he's a lovely yeah. guy oh yeah no, and, and and that's the big thing I've seen happen is just kind of like comp- uh, like people everywhere are getting exposed right and there's people I thought were assholes who are are you know really just kind of doing what they can you know some people are making masks in their house um we got a distillery that usually makes gin and vodka. They shut half their operation down and started making uh, uh, ethanol for hand sanitizer. And, and they're not selling it. They're just like, hey, we can make this and we can give it away. Like you can you can see like a lot of people are just, you know, trying to do the right thing and help out. And then there's other people who like if I hear one more person 
This is the one thing I'm getting sick of hearing is people start throwing numbers around trying to explain how it's not that bad. And it's like, yeah, cool. Statistically, <laughs> your chances of getting it and dying might be low. But like, what if your grandmother's one of those statistics? You know, what if your kid's one of those statistics? Like, yeah. shut the fuck up with your statistics. Oh, can we swear on this? I looked this up. On um, Facebook Live, you can swear, but um, none of your usual hate speech. Oh, okay. None of my usual. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I figured, I now that I've dropped the F-bomb, I might as well just double check. Yeah, you know? yeah let me just say but fuck, that, and I'll perhaps drop the C-word, then I'll check if you're allowed to say it. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I mean, you're British. Like, does the C-word even, like, matter to you? People say this a lot. I, I think it's, like, it's the same as with most countries. Like, there's some circles when you're with your mates... And you probably might drop it, and it's fine. But you wouldn't, you wouldn't be like, um, by the way, mum, <laughs> there was this right C word the other day. I can't tell you. Yeah. yeah you, um, you choose your crowns. Yeah, maybe that's Scotland though. Hey, Scotland don't care. <laughs> well, um, I my favourite is Australia because um, there was somebody once said from Australia. Uh, it's the only country, um, sorry, I'm going to, uh, no, I won't drop it, but like, it's the only country where you can call your mates a, mm, and you're uh, mm, a mate. You know, with, it's with funnier the, when you I, say it, the word. Yeah. It doesn't no, work. It, just, it doesn't make sense. That's, yeah. Yeah. But no, anyway, yeah, uh, um, so that's kind of what I've been doing, because I've just been, I've, I've been around my house. We're trying to maintain a schedule. Um, you know, it's like lunchtime is lunchtime, dinner time is dinner time, and and we're trying not to sleep in too late. And the other thing we're doing is like there is an allotted time during the day. It's not like set in stone, but it's just kind of like it's like okay, here's the time that we acknowledge and talk about the coronavirus and the news and the updates <laughs> and the whatever. And then and then we try and spend you know the other twenty two hours of the day. I'm not going to say not thinking about it, but like, like if you just dwell on it, right, you're just going to stress yourself out. And then what good is that? Right? Like, yeah, so that's, that's kind of what we've been doing. And yeah, like I say, my town, well, my province just put out a, a, a yesterday. Um, they're like, cause what it was, was like restaurants and everything were already closed for the dining area, but you could still do like, Pickup, curbside pickup, delivery, and drive-throughs, right? Curbside pickup. I believe you've been arrested for that a few times. Ayo. <laughs> um. Yeah, that's just kind of uh, what's it like over there? Like, you're not welding apartment door shut, are you? Like, no. We we've got. I mean, it sounds like it's very similar. We've got like yeah, lockdown. We've got an hour we're allowed to do exercise. Uh, there's key workers, which. Uh, I think I've just become, unfortunately. <laughs> so I've got to go into work. So like a load of us working from home, a load of people who aren't working, a load of people, sadly like yourself, who got laid off, but it sounds like it was coincidentally flipping awful timing for you. But like, I, like for instance, for me, like it's a very interesting situation. I was temping. I was just about to start, like next week I'm starting a new job two days a week in another department. And I was going to work the other three days temping in my current department, which was all up in the air because the department I work in is working for the council, but it's arranging meetings. So half of what I've done is just, or like most of what I do, has just gone out the window. It just doesn't exist. My job doesn't exist. Uh, so Fair I was enough. just waiting for them to shit-can me at any moment. And there was talk about transferring me to another department to help with some paperwork caused by the um, government's response, like, you know, digital paperwork, obviously, but paperwork nonetheless. And then they found a way they could automate that from 
email automatically going onto a spreadsheet. So that job went away. And they just said to me, right, we'll keep you on for until June. Uh, you can go into the office every day and risk the um, SARS, the corona of the AIDS of the whatever's going around. And you can print out anything we need. Sorry, I know, sorry anyone who's affected by any of those diseases, it's a, it, I'm just trying to make light of a shitty situation. Uh, so that, so that's that's what I'm uh, uh, that's what my job is now. But I'm kept in work. Like you have to be so thankful just to be kept in any job. Like they could have really canned me a long time ago. Um, well, I, so everything's just well, fucking up in the air. This this is the thing. I think it's the uncertainty that kills everyone. It's just not known. Yes. Sorry, go on, man. No, I, I was just agreeing with you. Yes. Like uncertainty is that is the number one thing. I have just seen people talk about and it was driving them nuts because like you know whether it's a good plan a bad plan a realistic plan or whatever everybody's always got a plan you know yeah. and now they don't yeah and that that's the country like at least sometimes if something's happening in your local area you can look to the country if uh something's happening over the country you could even look to to other countries to the tv like oh what are they doing over in this country which is okay mm-hmm. no it's okay no, it's okay. We're all just, just screwed at the same time. And it's yeah. just... So even like when you go for escapism on TV, it's a lot of people talking about what's happening, what's happening in their area. And I know we're yeah. kind of doing the same here, but it's, I'm sort of trying to use this as a bit of group therapy today between you and I and anyone else who cheers to watch. Well, and I think that's important too, because I mean, I think the, the one thing, I don't know if it's caught on over there or, or whatever, but it seems from my standpoint worldwide, the theme of this whole thing is we're in this together. Like I, I've heard a lot of people yeah. say it, the, you know, hashtags, memes, yada, yada, yada. And it really feels like, like there is a certain growing solidarity, uh, just, just between humans in general. Uh, because we are, we're in this thing together. Like we're, we're trying, right? Like, I mean, like, yeah, some people are trying to downplay the disease because they don't want to go bankrupt and they want to make money and all of this. And then, and honestly, some some leaders of nations. Yeah, yeah, like, we won't I mean, name any, but you know. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, honestly, bankruptcy and and and, and financial problems are, to be fair, a real um, a thing that's going to happen. Like there are, there are people who are going to be massively fucked up by this financially. I'm fortunate, whereas. My bank let me not pay my mortgage for the next six months. I'm getting EI because I got laid off. My wife's still getting her full wage, even though she's sitting at home. So, I mean, like, like financially, I am, I am hashtag blessed. I don't know how else to say it. <laughs> so, so, so what, what, if you don't mind me asking, what happened with your job? So you said it happened, like you were saying to me off air, that it happened the yeah. day this started, you were laid off. Uh, okay. So I remember one Friday, I guess that was two weeks ago. We're kind of sitting there going like, huh, this seems like this might be a thing. Like, is this serious? Not serious? Like, we weren't sure, right? And, but it was starting to really just like, okay, I think, I think this is something we should be paying attention to. And by the next Friday, I was laid off. Because what happened at our job was, you know, I mean, everybody stopped coming in, obviously, right? Like, I, I worked at a sign shop. Nobody needs signs. No need signs for the, like, like, don't. Don't come in here. You might have it. Nothing like that. Um, the, we did do up some decals, uh, kind of charity stuff. Like uh, you know, uh, I designed them up real quick. You know, a little like six by six. Like hey, um, six foot spacing protocol, whatever it's called. I can't remember. 
And so, like, we printed a bunch of those up, and you'll see those in windows all across town. But, like, um, those little signs and whatever, those aren't uh, – that's not where my wage comes from is the best way to say it, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, the big signs on the side of buildings uh, uh, and wall murals and stuff like that, that's where the wages come from, per se. And we had just come out of our slow season, and this hit us, and it's just like – you know, but, uh, and I mean, I mean, that's just what happened, right? All of a sudden there was no work to do. And it's like, well, you know, we would love to pay you to stare out the window away for five o'clock. But if we do that for too long, there'll be no window to stare out of, you know what I mean? So, yeah. uh, and plus, uh, right that's, now, the first thing, that's the first thing that happens when you go bankrupt. People take the windows away. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's no, it's no thing. It's, it's yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Well, okay, so maybe what I said and what I meant weren't quite the same thing. Okay, if you want to get all literal about it, but <laughs> but no, um, I have noticed in Canada though, like they have freed up a lot of funds for EI. A lot of like people who never would qualify for EI uh, employment insurance. I don't know if it's called something different over there, but yeah. um. You know, like it, they are they are loosening up the the strings to try and get Canadians money. Like, like I will say this about my government, my provincial and my um, uh, federal government. As much as I mean, the the people who are in charge are not the people I wanted in charge. And I'm not saying that I think they're like really good at their job, but I do feel like. I do feel like my country is trying to look after me and they're trying their hardest. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, yeah. Can I weigh in this a little bit? Just because yes. uh, this is something which uh, I've had a few debates with people about. I think it is the right thing to do. Like, right, Boris Johnson is the, the clown PM is the prime minister of our country right now. And he, has he honestly Trump looks like a comic book villain. He is Donald Trump light. And yet, yeah, yeah. yet I will say he's doing pretty well with doing some of the right steps doing this. The one thing I will say is, though, when people then have any complaint about something he's doing, like, like there's been a lot of conversation over it, whether or not he should have got help from the EU uh, as we're Brexiting, but we still have this help on hand to be able to bulk order. Now, there's a lot of arguments for and against, and I'm not really getting into it, so please don't think I'm, like, uh, trying to... So we'll find side of the way. But if someone does question something he's doing, doesn't mean they're not being patriotic, doesn't mean they're not being for the for the country, or even that they're um, not pulling together. You can pull together and still disagree with something your government does, because people, yeah. like, you know, I have disagreements with some of the stuff he's dealing with, the way he's dealing with this. He's generally, I think, doing an okay job. That's just my take. But I think if I then say, oh, maybe he should have gone into these deals with the EU to get equipment to us quicker that doesn't mean i'm not in it with everyone else or i hate everyone else or even i hate him like i don't i wouldn't have chosen him as prime minister but he is our prime minister and we need to get through this and we do need to sort of like pull rank a little bit but it doesn't mean we have to agree with everything our our leaders are doing so go on well and let's face it you know i mean we won't know that like there's so much going on that we won't know what the best choice was until after 
it's too late to, to make any choices, right? Like, I mean, yes. like, a, a lot of this is going to be looking back at, oh, that turned out to be a really good choice, or that turned out to be a really bad choice. Like, it's... Because, I mean, I, I, I guess what I'm saying is, is, is I appreciate the effort. I, I look at some other countries, and I don't think their politicians are looking out for them. Like, have you heard, did you hear about Brazil? This was like sometime last week, uh, later in the week. Their, their president or prime minister, their leader, I don't know who's, what it is, but he's like, Oh, their leader changes every other day. That's fine. That's fair. But he was like, you know what? We need to go back to work. Like our economy, yada, yada, yada. And, and let's face it, there is a power vacuum and somebody's going to come out. Economic powers can change because of this disease. It can. That is true. And you can tell which leaders are trying to grab a bigger piece of the pie and value that more than, um, I don't know, trying to save their lives. But in Brazil, their prime minister was like, it's not a big deal. Just get back to work. And people, you know, they couldn't take to the street to protest, right? But you just see, like, entire complexes, apartment complex, <laughs> apartment complexes, people holding... Uh, Pots and pans and bang them out the window, like protesting the way social distance protesting, which I didn't think was a thing. Here was the funny uh, uh, headline from a few hours later. I think it was 12 hours later. Um, in Brazil, the gangs have imposed a strict curfew. Let me say that again for dramatic effect. The prime minister says, get back to work. Who cares? Whatever. And the, the gangs, the drug runners, the people who kill people say, nah, y'all just go home and stay there till this gets sorted out. Like, what? What? <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty... Like, 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 and that is what I mean by, like, like people you thought were assholes are getting exposed as, as, as good, decent people deep down, and people you thought maybe were decent people just aren't. Yeah. Right? And it's... Yeah, you, you, have, you have politicians literally talking about lives as if they're an inconvenience. Like the uh, in America, I, I don't think it was Trump. I think it was maybe one of his his party. But someone said something along the lines of like uh, the um, cure could be worse than the disease. Meaning, like if you spent too much money on this and helping people, it could be worse than the disease because you might just save some lives of poor people. Basically, it just it, yeah, that yeah. kind of like wording and thinking is. Evil. Well, I was watching somebody stream last night when I was uh, uh, getting ready for bed in a way that's legal in Canada. That's all I need to say. Yep. Um, well, you can just say it because you're in Canada. It's fine. You can say it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, yes, well, I, I certainly wasn't doing that. I have that. my normal vape and I have my magic vape. Yeah. I was hitting the magic vape. <laughs> but she was saying, like, yeah, okay, cool. The, the government wants to give everybody 1200 bucks, but she lives in L.A., and LA, like her rent in a you know rather small apartment is sixteen hundred dollars per month. And but I mean, if you travel down the road eight hours, maybe rent there is eight hundred bucks. Like it's, it, I like I look at the like it's everybody is going to have their own unique set of circumstances and needs that. Uh, you, you can't just, I mean, okay, like, 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 okay, let's talk about Trump, just for a split second. Um, 
the man really thinks he can bully this disease into not happening. Yes, yes, that's a good way. He really does. Like, and and I mean, to be fair to him, that's probably how he's accomplished most things in life. Maybe bully's not even the right term, but like, you know, manipulated and maneuvered and, and made what he wanted to happen happen. And he's up against a force that he just can't. And I hate to say this too, but he's also a senile old man. And I, I think I think um, the American government especially is getting exposed as completely ineffective. I'm not saying one side of the aisle is more ineffective than the other. I'm saying the thing as a whole doesn't work. It's ineffective. And I they need to change. Like Like, my government is still, yes, they're arguing with each other, but they're still... I mean, I think they're proving effective. I think they're they're trying to put uh, uh, the needs of Canadians above um, the needs to win the next election. Whereas it feels like in America, every press conference they're still campaigning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh, I, I just so I know it sounds like a hippie thing, but here, here's what I do when I get sad and depressed. I know, whatever. Um, a lot of time, you know, when you're daydreaming, you're thinking like, oh, geez, you know, if they would just do this, it would be better. Or if this hadn't happened, it'd be better. And you keep thinking about all the ways that, that this current situation could be better. And what I have to do is force myself to flick a switch and write, but you know what? If they did this, it could be worse. If they didn't loosen up EI, this could be worse. And just once you start really realizing that everything could be so much worse than it is, then you look around and you have that brief moment where you're thankful for what you have. And yeah. I've, I've literally had to like force my monkey brain to quit grabbing at all those negative branches. And it's like, okay, here's what we're going to do. And it's, it's helped me a lot. Right. Cause my, my days get weird. The mornings are okay. Cause I wake up, I play doom. I stream it on twitch.tv forward slash that guy blank. Shameless plug. Um, and in the evenings, after we make supper, me and me and the guy, we sit down and we kind of watch stuff. Or last night we played great. Like we just hang out. The afternoons are generally speaking when I feel like I should be somewhere. I feel like that's when I feel lost between the hours of noon and five, where I'm just kind of sitting there going like, like this isn't right. I'm not supposed to be sitting here. I'm supposed to be somewhere doing something. You know. Yeah, I think think that that is nail on the head for something for me. It's like we're all just searching some normalcy in the abnormal. Like when I walked into That's work, true. I was thinking, like I genuinely, after a week of, uh, I actually had a um, coldy flu thing uh, last week. So I dutifully self-isolated for a week. I was able to work from home for most of that time, apart from the first couple of days when I just felt like crap. And um, I had a laptop phone so I could work. Uh, but it just it just felt so weird. It just at the end of a week of doing that, it was like, oh, they want me to go in the office. Great, I'll go in the office. And I went in, and I was walking to work, and then I'm walking around people, or they're walking around me, so as not to get into each other's personal space. I walked past the supermarket, and everyone's spaced out, waiting outside to be allowed in because there's fifty people having the shop at one time or whatever. Uh, you know, I get to work, and I'm the only one in my team, and then round the corner, the other team says one person per team per team there you know even when you go into some normalcy 
there's abnormality within there. Like, it's really hard to grasp something which is a normal daily routine. When you go out with the dogs and there's, like, only a, like a handful of people in the whole park. And that has been, for me, the most surreal thing is, like, even just, like, driving around town to go uh, somewhere. Right, whatever you need to leave the house for. I mean, if you, if you, we, we try not to, but like, you know, sometimes it turns out it's like, oh shit, we forgot, blah blah blah, whatever, right? Yeah. Um, but there's no traffic. You know, like yeah. compared to like, we got the one main, like a few main drags around town that are where the traffic is funneled, and and there's just nobody there. You know, and you drive past certain shops and it's like their lights are off. I never noticed that. Like, you just, it, it's just, I think surreal is the right word, where you're just sitting there going like, wow. And then, like you say, trying to maintain some form of normalcy and and also trying to find a way to do something. Do you know what I mean? Like, I mean, yeah, sitting at home and isolating is what you're supposed to do. Right? Yeah. Um, you know, like yesterday, the guy made some buns and a loaf of bread because it's like, no, we're not going to the store just because we need bread. Like, this, that's that's not the world we live in right now. So yeah. she made something. Now we're out of flour, so we can't do that. And it's like, um, you, you just you want to do something. You want to you want to help, but. Like I don't, I don't know if anything is in my ability to help. The only, the only thing I've done that made me feel really good is that that local distillery that I told you about that's been making the hand sanitizer. Yep. Um, they also have a tasting room and they make uh, flatbread pizzas. And when I found out that they're flatbread pizzas, like you could pick them up, I, I ordered three. I ordered a bottle of vanilla vodka to go with it. Some root, like you know, I went and I'm like. I'm like, this company, I want to stay in business. I am going to spend my dollars and cents there. And I'm, and I'm trying to make decisions that way, too. Like, uh, you know, it's like I know which grocery stores are paying their employees extra during this time. So if I have to go to a grocery store, I want to go to those ones. I want to, yeah. however little, um, reward what I consider to be exceptional behavior in in exceptional times, right? Like, has there been any like uh, big community projects over there? Because one thing which I felt is lovely, just again, it's little things like these online, like I'm doing now. I I did this based on people doing concerts and stuff. Uh, I don't know how many people are going to watch, how many people's going to help, but I enjoy doing it, and hopefully a few people get some nugget from it. Like yesterday was more of an interview style. Today we've ended up just like as it goes, we just end up shooting the shit to try and make ourselves feel a bit better. But, like, uh, here on one night, um, there was a message which went out for everyone to go outside their doorway and just clap the NHS. And you went out and you could hear it just for streets away. And you had someone else let off a firework and someone was ringing a town crier-style bell down the road. And it's one of the most touching things I've seen in years. So like, how about for yourself? Has there been anything like that over there? Um... I don't know community. The the first one that popped into my my mind is uh, my in laws have these neighbors across the street, and it was her birthday uh, the day before, and like having a birthday right now sucks. Yeah. And so they told her, you know, go outside and stand on on your deck, and there was like 
a parade, basically, of like 12 to 15 vehicles, and they all were holding signs and honking, and, and some of them had balloons, and it was, it was, it was this happy birthday. Like, that's what it was, right? Every sign was happy birthday, we love you, hang in, like, cause, cause that's all you can do. And it, I see stuff like that happening around where people are just trying to make other people feel better, and it just, it really just tugs at the heartstrings, and you just sit there and, 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 and it's hard not to get emotional. You know what I mean? Like, you're just sitting there, like, just moved that what it might not seem like a, a big detail or a big thing, or, you know, some people might be like, oh, well, you know, my birthday's still shit, and it's like, but. But what, I, what I've noticed around town is people are doing their best to show other people they care. Yeah. I, I've just noticed that. Like, I'm I'm getting phone calls from people I never get phone calls from because we're just staying in touch. You know? And and, it, and it's so weird because I was talking to somebody last night and he's like, dude, this has only been a week. I'm like, I have only been laid off for a week. I'm like, What? Like, when this whole thing started, like, two weeks ago, this wasn't even, well, I guess two and a half weeks ago, it's like, Corona what? And this thing, you know, we went from that to, like, headlines where you're seeing, like, hundreds of people die in a night. Like, it's, Uh, yeah, it's just hard not to get worked up, you know? Yep, Uh, so many different things around there as well. Like, you know, people, when it came out, they were fairly enough, they were reading the stuff about, oh, it's no worse than the flu, but we've got immunity to the flu. and. It's the scale that I think is the thing we can't wrap our heads around. Like, we're a weekend, and we're already feeling anti. It's not that we couldn't do a week of just... Like, I say week, that's general term. Like, everyone's been affected by more or less for longer or shorter. For me, it's been about mm-hmm. two weeks because of the bug I caught and everything. Uh, yeah. But it's more the fact that it affects every part of your life. And also, if you had a week where you were feeling ill and you're stuck at home, you probably, like, you're being be a bit antsy by now, but you feel a lot more antsy than you would by this stage a weekend being at home. And it's knowing that this could be for months. Like, no one's got any idea of how long the lockdown lasts. We've got China as a sort of reference where they're starting to open things up now. But even then, they haven't started to get new cases. But they think that's mostly people coming back into the country. But still, there's no guarantee they can contain it again. So we don't know what's going to Not just that, but I mean, like, I, I, I don't want to like get depressed or anything but like china built two fucking hospitals in six days yeah. my country can't do that yeah minor so, creating them I from mean, sports venues was it that minor creating them from sports venues which actually i've seen that too fairgrounds turned into field hospitals and stuff like that like i mean uh um my uh uh my my shop which my I think might pretty much be all the way shut down now just because of whatever. Um, they're already saying to the food bank, yeah, we've got where, like, company, uh, food bank is, do you have food banks? Yeah, we've got food banks, so if people uh, okay. can't afford food, they supply food through right, right, churches right. and, and so um, like, public centers and stuff, just for any country uh-huh. who maybe don't be listening. For sure, for sure. I, I, <laughs> the, the culture gap between us is always funny to me because, like, every now and then, like, it's like, uh, you know, just, we talked about this at length, like, just, 
you know, yeah, we have the same things, but they're called different things. And yeah, yeah. But anyway, uh, around town, and I, I believe all across Canada, warehouses that have room that aren't being used are are housing food, right? Like, um, and and so, like, I, I mean, where was I going with all this? I never know, Johnny. Oh, sorry, Blaine, Blaine. Sorry, Force Habit. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> so, look, I'll tell you what, look, we, we get a lot of mileage to, to, like, how we're going, stay at the union and kind of, like, stay in the virus. So, let's go on to you a bit. Uh, so, oh, yeah, you did say that you'd prepared a little something, because we're trying to get people to bring in a little, uh, little bit of entertainment into the show, as well as the chat. Like, well, hopefully oh, that's entertaining yeah. as well, by the way, but... Uh, what are you going to do as your little kind of like performance piece? I have no idea. <laughs> so you're going to you tell say me. people have prepared. I understand that people have prepared. What I have done is grabbed a guitar that I have not touched for a very a long time and not prepared. So I don't know what we're going to get. Thanks. I'm going to do this like I did yesterday, like we were introducing uh, Matley, so um, now with his uh, performance of, of his latest piece of art he wants to unleash into the world, here's Mr. Blaine Garrison. And I'm going to leave the screen, so it's just you on screen right now. I'm just staring out my window And I don't really know what to say Still staring out my window. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a beautiful day. Always trying to look on the bright side, hitting the wrong chord. It's all right. Here. 
By the way, if anyone saw that kind of drink, it, it, he's not an employer, employer's a influencer. We're not, no, no, we're not doing product placement. No, no, we can get oh, shut down for that. Other fizzy drinks uh, are available. I, I, I have been drinking some of these, though. Stop not today, it. but... Stop it. Like, I, I certainly wouldn't want, want, want to do an advert for a certain rum I've been in Japan recently. <laughs> I got a big bottle of Kraken downstairs. Oh, yummy. Okay, yeah, no, no. I'm trying not to get... I, I also have this. Hey! <laughs> and Pure Fluke. Pure Fluke. I have one of these. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it! We're not taking adverts on this. Apart no, from the ones I put in the podcast Sorry, when I podcast stopped. this later. Here's a Zoom H1 I'm not using right now. Well, I'm not a Zoom right now as we speak, but that's not the point. So, uh, Here's my Alexa. <laughs> Johnny! I don't know what people on the other show. Okay, Blaine, here's what we're not doing. I'm like, okay, and then I spend the next five minutes doing exactly what you told me not to do. In all like, fairness, I should know this by right now. <laughs> right. Let's talk about you anyway for a little bit before we wrap okay, this up. What do you want? To, what do you want to hear about me? You uh, used to do a podcast, the Johnny White Trash Show. Like, how did you get into podcasting? Yeah, in fact, that's your special. You've had you, we've had you playing the guitar. You used to be in some bands and stuff, didn't you? Yes. Tell us about your musical history because you uh, you did the theme tune to uh, our friend Raph's uh, podcast. We're not here to please you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They already had music. And I just took it and I did some vocals. I, I I threw together some other podcasting stuff. I'm trying to think of what. Did some for G South? Um, for G South by Southeast? You did some for G South by Southeast, our other podcast. Yeah, but I think that was just me sitting here hitting a table, wasn't it? Pretty much, but that's a little yeah. It still counts. Yeah. yeah, that works, that works. No, okay, so BAM stuff. It just kind of did like the high school circuit, you know, like... Every every year there would be like four or five of us get together, pretend we're in a band, go play a show. They were terrible. And then we kind of got out of high school. We took it serious. And then just one, you know, for a while. But it's it, it, it it's, it's a certain kind of life trying to... Because um, Canada's pretty spread out, right? Like, I mean... Some places you could go and it's like we could play 10 shows and, and, and just drive like an hour or two down the road. Whereas if we're going to play 10 shows, that could be 12, 16, 20 hours of driving in between shows, right? Like, and so it just kind of became too much and everybody grew up and moved on and, and, and that was that. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. some of us sobered up and, and then, yeah. Once you sobered up, it was no good anymore. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, yeah, that happened. Um, I quit smoking, which affected my voice. <laughs> was it kind of like, yeah? So as long as you were drunk and like you were smoking too much and stuff, you were yeah, fine. yeah, yeah. Alcohol, cigarettes, and alcohol—that was my secret. Uh, I believe Oasis had a similar secret. They put in a song and everything. Uh, yeah, well, I think I think even though they're they're separated, I think Oasis is one of those weird groups for me. I'll tell you why. I I got into them within the last year, and I remember hearing a few songs by them, going like, you know, those songs aren't bad. I don't hate them, but 
Oasis is mainstream, so I can't listen to it. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, all of a sudden, I was sitting there going, like, I was listening to a bunch more of their stuff, and I'm like, you know, I, I really like this. And I've just been ignoring it for all these years because it's too popular. Like, you know, so it's just, that's just funny for me. Um, so what kind of music was it? Was it kind of like, I think it was kind of medley kind of stuff, was it? Yes, the best way to say it is we were, we were too punk rock for the heavy metal shows, and we were too heavy metal for the punk rock shows, but we could play both. And it was, it was, it was punk metal, for lack of a better term. The band was called Agnes Meatplow. Agnes Meatplow. So don't, don't yeah. skip past that. How did you come up with that name? Uh, I think it's a sex joke. Well, you were meat plowing through Agnes. Yeah, something like that. Okay. I, I, I think it's a euphemism for anal sex. See, the problem oh, is, okay. I, I, I hate to be this guy, but, like, my 20s in general, I I really don't remember them. So, like, there's a lot of details where people ask me, and I'm like, I was there the day we came up with it, but do you think I can remember <laughs> what we said or what we did? Um... Yeah, but yeah, no, uh, Agnes Meepo. We had uh, such classic songs as um, Fuck Slut was a popular one. Okay. Um, aren't we all? That was a well, real popular one. Okay, maybe we don't drop the seatbelt. Okay. <laughs> maybe we That's just, what the song was called. Maybe we just stick off that for this Facebook Live. <laughs> and, and I don't remember what anything else was called. No, we just, we were... It was from a time where I was trying to be edgier than I was, and that lasted a long time. And I look back at it now, and it's just, ugh. to me, it's all cringe, yeah. right? But, I mean, I, I, I have, what memories I have are fun. Like, we had fun, we played shows, people liked us. We had um, uh, a mascot, uh, He would uh, his name was Nick, and he would dress up. Uh, like a penis, and come on stage with us. We called him Nick the Dick. Nice. We threw blow-up sex toys into the audience. Uh, we really just didn't take anything seriously. And that included our recordings, which, you know, they could have been better. Yeah. They could have been better. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, so like after that, like um, so podcast, and let's get on to that. You uh, you had the Johnny White Trash show, and that was kind of a persona you went into, much like me with Dr. Squee. Um, well, Johnny White Trash was the lead singer of Agnes Meatplow. Oh, so you Johnny White Trash back then. Where, where, where does Johnny White Trash come from? Johnny White Trash comes from a Halloween costume. Right. Oh, is that it? Just comes uh, I, was, from it? I was working at a loop bay. Uh, it looked like it's a what a lube bay. Uh, uh, oil changes on automobiles. Oh, that sounds like something much worse to me. <laughs> uh, we, we don't have those over here. Whatever that is. Well, you have oil over there. Again. You know, you know, you know. I think I've told you this one before. I once uh, watched some um, Canadian Dragons Den, and I loved the fact yeah. that uh, in the earlier series they had one of the. Um, millionaires who kind of like does the investments they had like all of them going it's like oh he's the person behind the um like the toilet roll empire or he's the person who launched all these gyms and then they go to this one guy and he goes 
And he ran the very successful Mr. Lube. And it stood in front of this mm-hmm. big sign that said Mr. Lube. And he just had this big smile and Doug Dog going. And it looked so creepy in front of a big Mr. sign saying Mr. Lube. There's one in every town. It sounded so. so you, okay, if you've got a business called Mr. Lube, don't stand outside the, the, the doors, look creepy, and give that smile that he did. Just run. I don't know, man. It seems like the way. It seems like the only way to handle something like that. Fair enough. Anyway, sorry, you were saying. So yeah, you, what's your only right choice? Yeah, so I, I was working in. Uh, we were doing oil changes, and for Halloween that year, this was the first Halloween I was with my with Mackay. I said, you know what I'm going to be this year? I'm going to be like, you know, uh, you know that guy with the with the aviator sunglasses and the big sideburns and a handlebar mustache and the trucker cap. That's, that's what I'm going to be for Halloween this year. And literally within five minutes, the next guy who pulled in had the big, like, handlebar <laughs> mustache. Like, everything I just listed off, like, see, I got it. And so it was, uh, uh, Jackass was still a thing. Yeah. Right? right? And so there was, you know, Johnny Knoxville and, and, and whatnot, and I just decided to be Johnny White Trash. Yeah, that was the name of the character for the Halloween costume, and then I just kind of kept rolling over into everything else. And I mean, it did make sense because, like, at the time, like, we lived in a trailer park. We were, um, you know, they would they would lay they lay everybody has this like laid out plan of what you're supposed to do with life. You're supposed to go to school. You're supposed to get a job. You're supposed to get married. You're supposed to buy a house. Like, you know, like, you know. The, the the formula is there, and I was just like, what if I don't care about those things? Like, what if, what if I don't want the same things in life that you want, then I don't have to do the same things you did. So it was kind of a, 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 a supposed to be a counterculture type thing, and then jokes on me, I ended up going and getting, a, you know, at the time, a, a government job and a mortgage <laughs> and a nice neighborhood and, yeah, you know. And, and so it just kind of hit the point where I just couldn't be Johnny White Trash anymore. But so how we transferred out of music and into everything else was, I mean, ultimately, I, I don't mean to brag or anything. This is, I think this is just showing my age. I've been making content for the Internet since the internet was a thing. It started back in the day with like GeoCities and Angel Fire doing fan pages for bands. Uh, even before that, there was this thing called bulletin board systems, BBSs, which were dial-up text-based message boards and, and text games and shit like that. And even before the internet, I was doing, uh, they called it ANSI art or ASCII art, which is just text art with you know different colors and everything so so i've just i've always had it in my brain to try and make content of some sort um so then it kind of switched and i started watching people play call of duty on youtube and so i started making uh uh, uh those you know my thing was is like yeah i'm not very good but i could be entertained that was the plan and that had a bit of success. And while that happened, I stumbled across something called Jay and Silent Bob Get Old. Yay! <laughs> and I was just listening to that, and I'm like, this is just two friends telling stories about their life that are interesting. 
Yeah. I could do that. And, and that's where the podcasting started. And um, when are you planning on kicking the interesting bit? Hey-o. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I mean, that's what happened. That's where the podcasting started, and I've just been trying to like do the the vlogging and the. I've just tried to do it all in a way. And now my latest fascination is actually TikTok. It's a it's a fun place to go make content and. I like the restriction of it. I like the the whole like how it just plays into the ADHD uh, that runs strong in my blood. But it it really just kind of came down to like I tried a few different podcasts, and then at one point I had in my brain that you know I really feel like this is all Kevin Smith's fault, as with so many things, because what happened was he had a podcast network. If I had heard the Joe Rogan show first, or if something, I'm trying to pick something that was around back then, you know, where they just had one show that they did, uh, I would have been much happier, but I kept trying to do multiple shows and different shows and different themes, and I, I, I tried to build a podcast network by myself while working full-time, and, and it just didn't work. Yeah, it's not easy. No, and even... Uh, even now, I think I'm accidentally part of a podcast now. I'm not recording another one later today. Well, um, what's the, what's the, which one's that? It's called the Uncontrolled Chaos Podcast. It's somebody else's podcast, but I think I'm going to be a reoccurring role for a while. Just because we have nothing else to do. Well, which I want to ask you and, about. Sorry, if you don't mind. Uh, just uh, you did the, the Blaine and the Kai morning show for a while. Like, is that that stopped yeah. for a bit? Has it, or is it still something uh, you want to yeah, go back what to? Yeah, what we wanted to do was starting uh, uh, doing more like a like a weekly vlog or whatever. Because what we were doing is we were waking up in the morning, and we would record a, a 10, 15 minute segment before she would go to work, and I would edit it and upload it. And then we thought, well, let's do more like a proper weekly show, and then we, it just happened. Okay. Even right now, we're like, okay, we got lots of time. We're going to sit at home. We're going to do the Blaine and the Kai show properly. And like I said, our day, everything is just messed up. Like it's like I, I applaud people who can, who can create content right now because I'm just, I'm lacking. I, I, my, my brain is just kind of wandering around, you know, just like everything else. And it's like, so what, like, like I'm just trying to like keep myself out of a bad mood, and I, I don't know, man. It's it's fucked up right now. Like I, I don't yeah. know what else to say. So just quickly to round things off, do you want to tell us a bit about um, Blaine makes food and kind of like what you're doing online at the moment? Anything you want to plug? Anything like that? Okay, um, Blaine makes food. Uh, okay, so our our main thing. Uh, a main place to follow us is uh, TikTok, if you care. My account is Blaine and Nakai. Uh, Nakai's account is Nakai and Blaine, which clearly sounds worse than Blaine and Nakai. <laughs> uh, and then there's a third one called Blaine Makes Food, where it's it's just little, like, 30-second to one-minute clips of food. <laughs> you know? And the goal is, and we were doing some stuff, what we want to do, because they're, they're both collaborative projects, like, the uh, guy is basically the producer of Blaine Makes Food, and we're, we were doing food videos on YouTube, and then it just converted to, to TikTok, and that's what we do, but 
best way to describe the kind of food it is is it's it's not fancy cooking. Like it's it's not binging with Babish or Sam the cooking guy or Gordon Ramsay or anything like that. It it's it's just a guy in his kitchen who who you know I have made my own poutine video, so there's that. Nice. Uh, just quickly before we uh, wrap things up, but one thing I usually like uh, on the main show, the idea is that I'm going to be asking my guests for a bit of advice uh, just to make me a better presenter, uh, a better performer and a better man. Uh, but uh, for these kind of like uh, internet shows, for these kind of shut-in editions, I'm asking for, for people to, to give their best advice to get through this situation and what like, uh, just put some positivity out there. So, Blaine, have you got some advice for that? Um, just know that we're going to get through this together. Um, one day this is going to be a memory. Um, tough times don't last. Tough people do. And if you don't think you're tough, you've made it this far, haven't you? Sounds good to me. Thank you for joining me, my friend. Okay, so that's it for the Dr. Squeeze Show this week. I'd like to thank my two guests for uh, Blaine Makes Food, Blaine Garrison and Galena Rin from Death in Gloria. Uh, please check out the Dr. Squeeze Show. If you're not already subscribed and you're listening to this somewhere, else, subscribe at uh, uh, your favourite podcatcher or at drsqueed.com. Please view all our videos, which are up on Facebook Live and a couple on Twitch, but uh, probably go to Facebook Live at the moment. We're working on technology to upload much better to to twitch and uh please follow us on social media uh we've got uh, tw- uh, twitter we're at dr Squee, the same on instagram and uh until next time when we talk have a good week look after yourself look after each other but for now i've been dr Squee, and that was my show <laughs>